0: Welcome to the Boston Society of the New Jerusalem's Church on the Hill podcast. If you like it, consider joining us at 140 Bowdoin Street in Boston for more, or visit us on the web at churchonthehillboston.org. Reading Song of Songs, Book 2,
1: verse 8 to 13. The voice of my beloved, look, he comes leaping, upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear in the earth. The time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Today's reading is from Mark, book 7, verses 1 to 23. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe. The washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and scribes asked them, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written. This people honours me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, listen to me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out ah, what defile. When he left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, then do you also fail to understand? Do you not see what whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters, not the heart, but the stomach, and goes out into the sewer? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, it is what comes out of a person it defiles. For it from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly, all these evil things come from within, and they, they are what defile a person. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: You know, sometimes when we read the Bible, we need to to understand that some of the things that are presented there, they're not necessarily fully historical When we talk here about all of these washing rituals, if you washed every time you needed to wash, it would probably take more water than there was in Israel. Okay? So the thing, just to understand what this story is actually trying to wrestle with here, you need to understand that people even in that day did not wash with the frequency that is claimed. The concept that often happened with the washing was when you were doing ceremonial eating. One of the great things within Judaism is they have lots of fun ceremonial eating. Eating that is about remembering certain events. And so when when you would go and give your donation of what they would call the first fruits, You were supposed to wash for that. So what you would do is you would always actually, no matter how big your harvest was, you were supposed to give to your church before you took for yourself. The first part of the harvest was always dedicated to God. When you did that, you cleaned the stuff. You did the washing. You washed your hands. When you had religious ceremonies like one would find in Seder right now, you, you wash your hands. I don't know if any people have seen like a, a, a high Christian communion service, but in Orthodox, in uh, Catholicism, in, um, well, Lutheranism. Actually, part of the communion service it has a little thing where you wash your hands. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. In the Seder, there's a part where you wash the hands. Now, oftentimes, this hand washing, if you know anything about bacteria, guess what? It's not Purell. We'll just say that. This hand washing symbolizes something. So the scribes and the Pharisees gathered around Jesus And they criticized hand-washing, and they didn't do it because it was a normal thing. They criticized it for specifically political reasons. The Pharisees and the scribes liked to try and capture Jesus all the time, and get him to say things that would be heretical, so they could turn him in, and in doing so, they would get political favor from the governor of Rome. So what does it mean if you use your people's faith, your people's tradition, to try and get worldly and political power through manipulation? It means you're not doing it out of religious reasons. You're not doing it because of the value of honoring God, you're doing it to try and accomplish your old means. There is a question here, a question that whenever the scribes and the Pharisees come in to capture Jesus, they bring up a certain concept of hypocrisy. We use these verses all the time as weapons. Has anyone ever heard these verses used as weapons? These verses of hypocrisy? We really like to read this passage and hear about those bad people who come in to trap us, those bad people who aren't really doing religion for the right reasons. Oftentimes we, um, we hear people quoting them on the religious left and the religious right about each other. Democrats use it. Republicans use it. People all around try and point out who is it that is a hypocrite. Here's the thing. When we read this passage, we side, I think, with the disciples and Jesus, don't we? It's all those people who disagree with us that are the hypocrites. But what if that's not the case? Just a screwball here. What if if we are the hypocrites that this is actually being addressed to? What if this is a warning sign for us not to manipulate and use our faith and our church improperly? I'm going to do a little bit of an aside here. It's an important, uh, it's Labor Day, right? So we'll talk a little bit, just a little bit about the concept of unions. One of the arguments that I hear all the time is that unions have stopped caring about their workers. Have you ever heard that argument? That's what the right says about the unions on the left. They say that unions have become hypocrites. And that if the unions would take the pressure off, the business owners would surely give all of the workers the things that they want. Something tells me that that's not accurate. That the fight on both sides is one where people aren't actually being genuine about the realities of what it means to care for one another. They like to pull up things like our laws and constitution on both sides to argue for collective bargaining and whatnot. We can have this kind of hypocrisy that we see in the story happen in several different ways. My question is, how do we stop it? And it's why I particularly liked our verse from the song, of Solomon this morning? Or how is it, how is it written, written here? Song of Songs. It can be called either. So a reading from either the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon, depending. This is a crazy Bible book. I don't know how many of you have actually read it. It's unlike any other book in the Bible. It does not have God offering commandments. It does not have lists of thou shalt nots. It does not prophesy the destruction of the earth. It does not reward the people who do good. This Bible verse is a love poem. Just in the middle of the Old Testament, there's a love poem. And when they were arguing about what books got to be in the Bible and what books did not get to be in the Bible, they kind of came across this and said, well, we think that Solomon wrote it. We don't necessarily know who wrote it, but..." we think that solomon wrote it therefore because he was such a good guy it needs to go in and so they wondered what on earth could it have to say to us as religious people and they said something that's very interesting they said that this book is about the relationship of god and humanity it's about the nature of the heart and core of our relationship with God. It does not have commandments. It does not have orders. It has God desiring to be with his lover. It is one of the only places that really profoundly creates a relationship that is not one of hierarchy, it is not one of military leadership or defined kingship. It is one when God is just saying, what I want is to be near you. What I want is to walk with you. What I want is to gaze in the beauty that surrounds you. And what the young lover in the book wants is also to be in that beauty. It is about a relationship that is not about one person being right or wrong, but both loving what the other one has to offer. So here's my question. In, In this concept of purity we get from this reading about washing, what does it mean if we change the notion rather than are you good enough? Right? That's what we're saying. You are not good enough if you do not wash regularly. You are not good enough if, if you aren't doing what I want you to do, which is oftentimes how we use the story. What does it mean if we change the relationship to the washing not being about us attacking other people, but about the washing coming from a place of our own respect and our own love? The issue here in scripture that Jesus is pointing out is not whether or not it is good to wash. It's about the reason to wash. Does the desire to wash come out of a desire to be close and respectful and loving to another person, or does the desire to wash come from a worldly and manipulative desire to be in control If the relationship between God and man is more of a love relationship, a relationship where we are excited to hear about how a person's day is, a relationship where we long to be close to the other person because of the beauty that surrounds them, what does it mean to have religious codes? What are religious codes when they're not about, am I good enough? when it's not about being judged. The point of religious codes is about drawing us into relationship, is about helping us understand what it means to be respectful towards one another. What is hypocrisy? And all the things that surround it, what happens to it when our actual desire is not to prove that we are right, but to love and honor the other person. The issues that surround time, money, access, all the things that cause hypocrisy, they all go away because it's no longer about us winning. Hypocrisy is rooted in our desire for control. God is calling for us to awaken. And this is the thing. God is not calling for us to awaken, to judge other people. God is calling for each one of us to awaken in ourselves. This story, the story of the Pharisees and the scribes trying to trap Jesus, is about our own hypocrisy, our own desires. Not what we want to label other people with. So today, on a Communion Sunday, I ask you what external parts of your life, what worldly things, what things that you feel pressure are interfering with your ability to really do what God has called you to do? What are the legal time requirements, Things that you that you prioritize before giving God your first fruits? What are the fears that control you? Bring them to the altar today. Bring them to communion. And instead of looking at communion and at the prayer as being, dear God, how do I measure up? Instead of asking God, how can I get out of judgment? Shift your thought. Open yourself to the idea that what you are doing is trying to remove the barriers that would truly nourish your souls. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Boston Society of the New Jerusalem's Church on the Hill podcast. If you liked what you hear, consider joining us at 140 Bowden Street, boston for more or visit us on the web at churchonthehillboston.org